Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. As long as it's all good, we want to bring you to the house that happens, sponsored by Shoes Bar and Grill, the only place to be in suburban Etobicoke, voted four times the best dive bar in Toronto. We like to think it's probably one of the best dive bars in the country because we keep the vibe alive. Hi, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Milani. And we're here to just let you know about all the insane, insidious, and iconic adventures that have come up in the world of sports in the last week. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, Cruz. How about yourself? Uh, I'm alive and well. We're going to talk about my favorite sport in a second. second. My favorite event in a second. But I heard you had a very busy week. Uh, Yeah, calling uh, men's volleyball for the national championships. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they just came up a little bit short, losing to the Camosun Chargers in the finals in straight sets. That's big checkables. Camosun Chargers. They're from uh, Vancouver Island. Yeah. Eduardo Pina. Sorry? They were dominant. Uh, throughout the whole tournament, really dropped their first set, uh, led by their star Eduardo Bida, the import from Brazil. He had a fantastic tournament, won MVP. Wow, wow. In his fifth and final, final year as well, so uh, shout out to him. Shout out to Jake Gomes, also playing his final game for Humber, the captain. Oh, uh, he's, he will be missed. He was uh, an exciting player to watch. Oh, well, you know what? There's no, uh, what do you call it, moral victories, but at least Humber represented on national le- level in the finals. Yes. Good show. Hope we get a little bit better next year. I just wanted to point out that uh, one of the things Mr. Milani told me is that by the time it got to the championship game, the house was near capacity, correct? That is correct. Humber, I believe capacity is 2,500, and there weren't too many empty seats in the, by the end of the finals there. My goal is to find a way to go out and see some of this stuff, especially in my retiring days, because when you go to see something like volleyball live, it is so much more intense. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, if, and especially since it's, it's on a college level that the fan base did show up to support it, that's a really good thing because uh, it's not always about the big four and everything you see on TV. Sometimes competitive um, excellence or competence or something you really want to see, you will be able to get it at a place like Humber College. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And the, the Humber always puts on a good show as well, uh, just like in terms of like the, uh, the environment for the fans and the fan experience. They do a great job, top notch. That's what we like to hear, so we'll put that in our H category. You know what I'm talking about, H. Games are free as Humber, well. Humber, hockey, they're free too. Free to attend. Tournament, wow. National tournaments, you charge, uh, like it's 10 for a day past 20 for the four days, but that's the only time. Oh, that's... Uh, get would... some popcorn, get some swag. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I'll have to investigate that in the new future because I'm always trying to broaden my horizons. As a matter of fact, I just we've gotten tickets off topic for a minute. I'm going to go see uh, Tchaikovsky's Violin Concerto in May. That's very cool. Yeah, just trying to do different things. And doing different things, I have to be very honest with you, here at the house that happens. We haven't talked about it too much yet, and I'm just going to give it a big, not a big, but a big uh, shout-out from my point of view. I don't go to work on Thursday and Friday of this week, and today is Selection Sunday. And if you are a college basketball fan, this is like Christmas Eve. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because we know that once Thursday comes, I'll actually have the four in on, on Wednesdays because they keep expanding this thing because it's a money thing when i was a kid it only started off with 32 teams and it was the nit then it went to 48 that's when nit meant something oh damn right it did it was huge especially when i went to high school it was mega it was like almost side by side but in any event i'm just going to shout out really quickly um i'm going to take a sleeper on shaka if you don't know who shaka is the coach sometimes he has hair sometimes he doesn't but he's landed in marquette and he's my sleeper to win it all those type of coaches usually win he's made some final okay. four appearances the number one is going to be in alabama and i don't know 
if you've heard about the Alabama situation where their number one star apparently had a gun in his car, mm -hmm. drove across, and the other guy took the gun, and there was a homicide involved, but the law changed on January 1st, so... Um, I think Alabama's going to get some negative publicity, but as a basketball team, they're outstanding. Uh, yeah, ranked number four in the AP ranking, so... I think they moved, they, 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 they moved down, down two spots. They moved down. Okay. Yeah. So in any event, I'm not, I, I'm going to say right now, if you're going to be looking for sleepers, I'm going to say it now before the tournament started, Texas A&M. I want to give a shout out to Texas A&M as they, somebody, they're going to be around on the, on the round of 16. I think they might even make it to the round of eight. If you're looking Elite for somebody eight. to gamble on in your bracket, I'm also going to give a shout out to two ones that if the boys at the, uh, in my um, chat, the Pheasant Run boys. I'm just going to have to tell them this. I'm still going to go run with Iowa State and Kansas State. They're all favorites of mine for a long time. So if they make a deep run in the tournament, you heard it here first. And last but not least, I would like to think that a Big Ten team is going to go to the Final Four and it's not going to be Purdue. Oh, very interesting. I think a Big Ten team is going to go to the Final Four. I just can't put my hands on it because the tournament got kind of weird and Penn State is playing Purdue today in the conference championship game and I don't think Penn State now I think they've got a win to get in or mm. maybe they've got enough quad four wins or however that worked they might get in there but uh, I think it's going to be a Big Ten team and I want to shout out to uh, uh, Juwan Howard and my Michigan Wolverines. Too bad you guys aren't going to make it. I'm going to miss you in the tournament. First time they've been out of it in a few years. Yeah, I was going to say, they've had a good little streak going on. Uh, so Big Ten, like Indiana's the only other team that's in the AP rankings. Could it be them? No, I think it's going to be like a Michigan State or a Northwestern. Northwestern okay. is ranked. I think they're going to make a run, but I, I'm saying uh, it could be old school um, uh, Michigan State, but I'm also going to take a look at Illinois. They've been a great enigma this year. They've won games they shouldn't have, and then they've turned around in the last games that they shouldn't. But once you're in a tournament and it's a neutral – remember, all these are relatively neutral places, but one of the places they are playing in Illinois, so I think they're going to have a little bit more of a fan base that might get them a run. I'm not sure. Everyone's saying that Purdue should be going there, but um, they've just seemed to fall down at the wrong time. They make me nervous. They make yeah. me nervous. We don't know anyway until Selection Sunday at 6 o'clock and they line up the bracket, so this kind of talk I always say to everybody that... Uh, it's mute until then. But, hey, pay attention. March Madness, my favorite event of the week. But we're here in Toronto. Well, hold on. I want, to, uh, I want uh, to ask you one more thing about this. Shit. Who do you think are going to be the four number one seeds? Alabama. Alabama for sure. Um, oh. Um, Alabama, 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 Alabama. I think that if Purdue wins today that they're going to get their – their number one pick too. I'm having a brain fart. Houston, oh, UCLA, of course, Kansas of course. are the other. Are oh, wait a second. Okay, this is how I'm. I'm not going to say what I did before the show. By the way, on my bracket, I'm picking picking Houston to win it all. They're your team. They're my team. I'm t I'm running Houston to win it all. I think they might be running into Alabama. Actually, you know, I take back. I take back my question. Who? Are, I'm not not number one seeds. I want to know who's your final four. Actually, my final four. Yeah, I don't sure. know how the brackets. Okay, gonna okay go, fair, but, so let's go number one seeds then. Okay, but I'm going to say my final four. I think it's going to be Houston, Alabama, Marquette, and UConn. If it lines up that those guys are in the different brackets, but you won't know until okay. selection Sunday because say if Marquette and UConn are in the same bracket, then that kills my four. Yeah. What I'm saying now, but. 
But the four is now that I'm, I've cleared my head. Houston's definitely going to be number one, and yeah. Alabama's going to be a number one. And it looks like it's going to be Purdue and UCLA lost, so Arizona's trying to squeak in at that number one. But I say Kansas is going to get it because uh, the SEC is the toughest basketball conference in the country. That's what I, I, I'm going to go there. That's why I'm liking Iowa State. That's why I like Kansas State. They play tough games all year. I was impressed with uh, the couple Iowa State games I caught I caught this season. Yes, and if I told you that my first sleeper was who? Texas A&M and where do they play? Uh, the SEC. Yeah, there we go. Should be interesting. Ranked number 18, so yeah, they've been moving ride. up. Yes, they have been. And, and Buzz is the coach, and Buzz has got hair. That's a long story. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week when we get to when we able to discuss who's going to be going to the round of 16. But we are in Toronto, Mr. Milani, so we know the number one priority in this city at the moment belongs to something that's very beloved to you, I would believe, correct? Me and the Leafs, I don't know. No, oh, stop it. If we slap him, and Leafs would fall out of his shirt. I'm telling I you. I bleed blue and white. I make uh, no I can, I can tell. When it come in there, I don't even know if it now he's within 15's drive. I go, oh, there's Leafs around. I can tell. Milani's in the house. Any event, you must have been happy with what oh, occurred last night down at the old barn. Toronto came back from a 3-1 deficit, bro. Every time Toronto beats Edmonton, it's uh, it's a good time. A good and night. Ex- we can't, it make, almost makes up for not being able to win in Vancouver. So. Oh, okay. I no 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 no. Don't don't try to sugarcoat that nonsense, <laughs> please, please. I can't let you go on that. That However, was an attempted humor, but. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It is. If you're a Toronto, if you're not a Leaf fan, I guess it is humorous. In any event, it was um, definitely a pickup from the game a couple weeks ago when they had the Springsteen concert excuse and they came out and got blown out of the water. Yeah, Edmonton hit and miss Western game. road trip. Um. Yeah, but. I thought they played well last night. I mean, I thought that was a 3-1 deficit. And once again, I've been hammering on this all year. If you knew me a couple years ago, I was the guy that was dragging Austin Matthews' dick in the dirt every day twice on Sunday. I simply You've changed your tune now. Oh, huge. Again last night, I mean, anytime that Connor McDavid's on the ice, there's nobody better. Let's just cut this out. Um, once and for all, we're not going to say, oh, it could be this guy. It could be. No, no, no. And we are lucky to be alive in this period of time. We're going to see a hockey player of this caliber playing hockey. Don't you agree? Yeah, I got to make a – I want to – I really need to see him live. I need to Yes, I, need I want to go see – I've never seen him live. Yeah. I haven't him either. But in any event, the, other, the second best player on the ice last night, once again, was – you could have said it was Mitch Marner because the points he scored in the two um, – the t- two times he picked people's pockets, which I'm saying he should be a serious Frank Selkie trophy I candidate. Agree. I agree. I've been hammering on that for quite some time if you've been watch- listening to the house that happened. How long have I been saying Frank Selkie? Well, since the beginning of the year. Thank you very if, much. If he doesn't get at least a nomination, because we know it's an award based on reputation, right? Yes, and Bergeron's got the reputation, but we'll get to those schmucks uh, later. Yeah, he probably will win it considering where Boston is, let's be real. Uh, but I'm saying all around season, I'm thinking Mariners is just as sure. Good. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Just, I'm just saying. Like, I think like they're not going to give it to Mariners. Did they think. vote for it before the playoffs too? Right. <sighs> I think because I know in I the NBA the, they vote before they vote for all the stuff before the playoffs. I can't remember if it's. I think probably it, it has to be. Because don't they give out the awards during the playoffs now? Or no, they they, they brought back the award show. Yeah, but that was did. just during COVID. They did it like NBA style. I guess you're right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, they I must. Like, I don't think they. Yeah, because that would be bullshit if you're incorporating the playoffs. Exactly. So, anyways, they're gonna they're gonna make those decisions. My point being is that Austin Matthews played very good last night, both ends of the ice. I think sometimes he should, they should. He's a good skater. Why don't they ever give him Great any skater. any? Uh, they should start giving him some penalty kill time. Matthews. Matthews and then and Marner put him uh, out they there. They tried Matthews a couple of years ago during the COVID year. Ah, uh, that, that was then. That was then. This is okay. Now. Maybe yeah. It could be time to give it another chance, but like. It was He's not. leading the league, like something I would never, ever think I would hear. But Austin Matthews, yes, that Austin Matthews from Arizona is leading the league and block shots by a forward. Is that so? That's a fact. Check that out. If he's not, someone could have passed him because it was pretty close this week because there was a couple other guys in his hood. But I'm going to say he's definitely top three okay. forward. Block shots in the NHL. Did you hear what name I said? Austin Matthews. I said Austin Matthews. Now, two, three years ago, are you going to say that Austin Matthews is going to lead the league in block shots? I mean, we knew he was going to be a good two-way player, but I wouldn't uh, have said I that. Say, you know what I used to say? You know what it is? No, because Matthews, like, he, he, okay, he wasn't great defensively early, but he had a knack for following the play, and, like, you can build okay, off okay, that. Okay, okay, yes. Okay, uh, no, and, and his, his, his hockey acumen is, come on. He's smart on the ice. Yeah, no exactly. About it. I still had something to do with those little rinks in Arizona, I swear, just the way he plays. Look at the way he holds his stick. He holds his stick a little different, and he's got great drive. Mm-hmm. Like, when he takes off his first three steps, he, he, he can – it's like oh. the guy that makes space in the NBA. Yeah, that exactly. Move. He can make his own space, and he's got a great shot. But – no, I wouldn't say but. I'd say however – his two-way play has exceeded anything I would ever expected of the guy, especially two years ago when, when Gallagher pushed him all over the rink when you, when you lost in seven to us. You know what I mean? And I think that was a growing experience. And everyone knows last year was a bitch because you lost in overtime and you hit a goalpost. You're a goalpost away from winning. I know. So now we're going to go to There's, the... of course, the controversial uh, pick play by Justin Hall. Okay, well, whatever the case may be. Whether... I'm just saying that's one that Lee fans love to bring up. There's a soliloquy of yeah. nonsense that you guys can bring up for the last 20 years because you haven't met what a playoff round. So don't go there. You know, we could just like, you know, bring in the lead fans. What other excuse can you guys do? Oh, yeah, you had a hangnail in 2014 okay, or whatever. Okay. You know what I mean? Now, I'm trying to be positive, Mr. Milani, about this leaf thing. So let's go to the boogeyman in the room. Tampa Bay has had some issues lately themselves. I want to know what you thought of that little skirmish that went on in the Vegas-Tampa Bay game this week. I mean, I didn't see all of it. I've been very busy with volleyball. Yes, I agree. I agree. I mean, so explain this to me. Okay, here's what happens. Guys, the game got chippy. Okay. There was a tie at the time, and it ended up going to overtime. Okay, so a guy hit one guy behind the net. Another guy hit another guy. Someone said something. They all dropped their gloves and went at it. And then everybody else joined in because it was a frustration moment. Everybody sure. started swinging. A couple teams dogs. that uh, aren't going, like, that probably, like, think that they're better than they're playing right now. A little frustrated, right? Exactly. Vegas, too. Exactly. That's yeah, my point. Vegas Both those teams. Because, you know, they got people breathing down their necks. Yep. They thought they were in comfortable positions about a month ago. So, And they're both going to be playing in the playoffs. So everyone was saying, well, they're getting their playoff legs going because it's going to be a little bit more physical it's going to be a little bit more dramatic when actually there's less fighting in playoffs than there is in the regular season anyway because but the, but the physical play amps up oh always always that's what they say they're going to wait the hits there so my take on the matter is this i think tampa bay maybe could be had and the elephant in the room is the toronto maple leafs beating the tampa bay bolts 
Yes. And you guys got to get out of the first round this year because everybody, there is no other talk in the city. You talk to any show, any talking head, players, alumni. The squirrel that was running up the tree the other day said, yo, Cruz, Toronto, when you're on your podcast the other day, the house that happened, say Toronto's got to win that first round playoffs or it's a disaster season again, correct? Uh, 100%. 100%. So now that they've uh, beaten Edmonton last night, I'm going to say one thing right now. I think that Samsonov still should be the goalie that starts. I'm going to stick to that. 100%. Now, what did Murray do? Murray made some big saves at a good time last night because they did to get down 3-1, and a couple of goals were sketchy that he left in. But I think Samsonov's earned it more. Unless in these next 20 games that Murray plays every game or plays like the number one, I don't think that's going to happen, though. Like, I think Samsonov kind of would have to play his way out of it more, don't you think? Well, I thought it was kind of odd that when you talk about that, Samsonov has that insane home record. And, man, you were the one that put up that crazy... Murray's better on the road. Yes. Remember, you came up earlier in the year, which that I was, that was funny. That yeah. was then. This is now. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. Murray, I got to see... Like, he's got to get on a roll a little bit here. Let's see what he can do with the, when he's getting healthy. But, like, I'm not going to get ahead of myself with that again. You know, like Samsonov, he's earned it. I think so, too. I mean, yeah. I, I said very early in the year, I said I predict when the playoffs start, game one of the series, Samsonov would be the goalie. Now, if you Looks like down, you're right. Well, if they go down the stretch and say Mar- uh, Murray wins eight games, say Murray wins eight games yeah. going home here. Hey, it, like, but like I said, Samsonov would, have to, he, Samsonov would have to have a bad stretch, too. That's true. And I don't think he's going to. I no. think he's been pretty solid. I, but I that's what caught me off guard last night. With his winning record, I thought they would have put him in last night or did they deliberately uh, sit him so they could see what Murray could do at home? I think I that's don't know. the case. I think they probably wanted to see like if they can get Murray going before the playoffs too, just so you have like two good options. Because Murray, that's historically what he's been, right, for those Penguins teams that won the Cup? Flurry, like he got When's them the to the first... the last fir- time he did this? I'm just saying. Okay. When was the last time Murray's been on a good team also? Consider that. <laughs> Okay, are you saying Pittsburgh was that bad? Uh, for a few years there, it was like they kind of went all in for those two cups, and then they kind of fell apart. Okay, they haven't won. In they haven't the won first a playoff half. series. Yeah, no, they haven't won. That's what I'm saying. So Sid's legacy is getting taking getting a little bit of a kicking of late, but and they're not going to win the first round this year either, if they even make it. Oh, I think they're going to make it. I, I think, think so too, uh, but I mean they're, so, they're kind so, of just so, hanging so on. So they're going to be posed to play who? Boston. Which is we're going to get there in question. Why are they going to be the eighth? Are they going to be the worst wild card team? Uh, oh, never mind. Uh, it, well, it depends. It could be Boston. It could be... The Islanders. Well, no. The, those the would Islanders. be the wild card. Oh, teams okay. But so, yeah. so they could be... Well, wild. it would be either them or whoever wins the, the Metro, which is going to be Carolina or New Jersey. Okay, so I'm starting to believe this. If we can start looking for what's going to be going down the line, I'm saying that the New Jersey Devils could be the team that's the one you're going to have to worry about because I think they're going to chase down Carolina. Now, earlier, Only two points back. Exactly. Now, earlier in the year, I was really talking highly about Carolina, and they are solid. Don't get me wrong. They've got a plus-minus differential of 55. But so do the Devils. <laughs> so do the Devils. And the Devils made uh, the much better acquisitions at the deadline. There like we Carolina, what yeah. they do, they picked up uh, uh, Pugliarvi from Edmonton. And uh, who's the guy from uh, Philly, the offensive defense? D'Angelo. Yeah, there you go. Preach. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I seen them last night. Like, my beloved Montreal Canadiens, because you know in the house that happens, we keep tabs on the Habs. 
But that's uh, that's enough tab talk for this week. <laughs> in any event, <laughs> where are you guys in the east? Yeah, stop it. In any event, um, it's an off year, okay? We're 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 going. I seen the guys are down at TaylorMade. That's what I heard. I seen the guys are at TaylorMade. <laughs> what was your take about the Habs before the season? I thought they could make the playoffs. And you said Carey Price would start fifty games. If if Carey Price started fifty games, if <laughs> now we're not even going to see Carey Price again, and um, one day I'm going to do something about this Bill Masterson thing, which you know how I feel, and we got I don't into know. that. Yes, we we understand. Well, let's not go there. We're not talking about the Habs because we're talking about the playoffs. Yes. Okay. So in any event, I'm I'm going to predict that I think that New Jersey can chase down Carolina, and I was very high on the Carolina bandwagon earlier in the year because the way they played as a unit, as the way they played with four lines, six defensemen, solid goaltending, your ex-Leaf guy mm-hmm. was playing for them, and all the things seemed to be working for them, and and it still is. Like the, you know, what are they in their last ten? They're what seven and three. So not that they're in any slump, they're not doing anything no. any wrong. I just got this feeling, you know, when you get to the Stanley Cup playoffs and you need that guy. I'm going on Carolina. I'm going. Who is that guy? We've discussed this many times. Yeah, we okay. have. I mean, you look at it, like like you said, to kind of balance four lines. They have, I mean, I don't know. That's the thing, right? They could catch fire, maybe go to, like, win a round or two, but that's it. I think they're going to win the it. first round. I think they're going to win the They'll definitely round. win the first round. But I'm going to Well, up, I'm, what if they run into the Rangers? Okay, that's what I'm going to get at. That's why I'm going to back way up. If, if they are winning the division, they're winning a round. Yes. And I think that New Jersey is going to chase them down. And I think that the Rangers are going to upset Carolina in the first round. That's where I was going with this conversation, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. So I'm, I'm not saying, like, you're going to say, well, we got to wait till we get there. Something about New Jersey, the way that they play and those additions, and, that, and I like that goalie. Uh, what's his name? Banna, whatever. I think that they're Banachek. just like, yeah, I think that they're solid. And they got a guy like Dougie Hamilton, who's a great guy to have back there with his playoff experience yep. and and buddy that plays with them. I'm just saying that uh, they and they got the Jack Hughes Pratt line. They picked up Meyer. Meyer looked a little bit sketchy against Toronto last week when they beat him. Because remember uh, uh, Marner picked his pocket yeah. too. But he's starting to fit in on that Hughes line. Yeah, you know him, I mean? Hughes, and uh, Bovquist playing together right now. And they got, and I really like the the Pratt guy on the second line. Yeah, you know yep. what I mean. And they got scoring, and they skate well. I don't know. I just think that New Jersey. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was New Jersey and Boston in the conference finals. That's what I'm getting at long term, especially if Toronto has to play Boston in the second round. Yeah, but they mean, could play. Uh, what happens if they play Jersey? They have to play one of the two, won't they? Who? If Jersey wins the division yeah. and Toronto beats Tampa, who would they play in the second Oh, Boston. Because oh. it's the divisional format, right? Oh, right. Yeah. So they have to They play. have to play Boston. Well, they're going to have to play them anyway. Sure. So I'm saying, I mean, you like to kind of put, you know, kind of kick the can down the road, maybe win another playoff round, especially if you're a Leaf fan. But well, I mean, you got to win one first, Mr. Yeah, Milani. Exactly. You got to win one first. Know, you know what I mean? I let's, let's get the winning one first. So, anyway. Boston looks poised to win this year, though. Who's kidding who? Oh, of course. I mean, no. Yeah, we're not going to. You know, we, I, even to have to say that. I know. Just kills me. You know what I mean? You know they're going to take a step back next year, though. I guess that's. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to we're gonna have a, we got a couple of really crazy Boston fans in the house, and we will have them sit down as guests in here so we can discuss the whole Boston situation because they're going to continue to say that they're one of the worst sports towns in North America, which they are. They are. And they've been running on a great championship run, especially in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Although, like, a couple of their teams are starting to. 
show are afraid, yeah. are torn afraid, including the Boston Red Sox, which makes me happy. Well, we'll get to them. In a, in They're a shadow of themselves. That's right. And they I really don't know are. what happened to the money situation there. You know what I New mean? New owners, obviously not as willing to spend. Not, not, yeah, you know what I mean? You know what they remind me of? If I can use this reference, it's going to kind of make you giggle a bit. Is like they remind me if they were F1, they'd be like Mercedes. They kind of okay. fell down a bit. They got, you know what I mean? Are they gonna, mm-hmm. they're gonna write the ship and get back to the top? Resting on their laurels. Resting on their laurels. That's what I'm saying. And you can't do that in, in especially in baseball now. But that's another story. No, baseball, you got to be one but, of the top spenders. One of the, uh, one of the things you said is that it looks like it's poised for a Boston Bruins Stanley Cup championship, which would make me sick to my stomach because I just want to let everyone know at the house that happens. We've had my hate discussion, and we know where we put Boston. However, with that being in mind, it's just give them another set because the Celtics are also looking like they could do something. And New England's got one of the best defenses in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if Boston's their worst team, let's hope they get, they're, they're going to be screaming for the um, uh, Bruins anyway because they're the last one to win a championship, right, of the four. No, Patriots. No. Or maybe. No, because Boston hasn't won since, what, 2011. They've all won since then. Oh, you're saying? Oh, I see what you're saying. No, uh, well then it's the Celtics. They haven't won since '08. Oh, it's so it's now yeah. the Celtics, yeah. is it? Oh, okay. the, they have the longest drought. Good. I hope they have a longer drought too, because I hate them. They and could any, be going to the, back to the finals this year, though. Anyways, let's just get to the conferencing here before we move out west. They only got what is it now? 15 games left. Uh, 17 games left. Most teams have like 16. 15, like kind of, or no, 16, 17 games left. So as Boston I, has, well, after today, it's going to be 17. Well, before we move to the West, if I have my way, I want to look at it like this. I do hope Toronto, Mr. Milani, I'm not pulling your leg. I'm not trying to jinx you. I want to do all things Toronto, to bar owners, to uh, kids that have grown up and never seen a playoff win, <laughs> to that old guy that's thinking, can I live one more season? Yeah. All of those people that are listening in the greater Toronto area, hear from the house that happens, I sincerely sincerely hope that you guys can win a playoff series in 2023 uh maybe maybe one or two that'd be nice so that being said i'm gonna start now with i'm leaning towards a new jersey boston bruins conference final okay all right we said it here first not feeling confident in uh, the rangers I'm thinking the Rangers are good, but I think seven games that Jersey would get them. And I'm really hoping that Jersey, because they're going to play right off the hop. They could play off they the could. hop because they I'm could. already speculating. And then people are going to be on that Ranger bandwagon because everyone loves the Rangers because they're original six and they're in New York City. And we got ESPN and we got all, you know what I mean? John McEnroe at the oh, games. Oh, John Ma- oh yeah. yeah. And I love McEnroe, by the way, one of my favorites. He's been at the game since young, though. He's oh, my I know. age. I know. Like, he's not like one of these fly-by-night Ranger guys, he's old school. He's been there all the time. So, anyways, that should make up for some great playoffs. But as we move to the West, Mr. McDavid was out on the ice last night, and he did have another multi-point scoring game. Did he not? Yeah, best player in the world right now. Easily uh, going away. He's, gonna, he's on pace for like something like the high 60s for points oh, or for goals rather. But you know what? I didn't know until this season, which caught me off guard totally, which I did not bring up on previous episodes of The House That Happens, is that this is Connor McDavid's first 50-goal season. Yep. Wow. Well, he's a playmaker, right? Wow, agreed. But, I mean, I thought he'd have 50-goal season. This is his eighth 40, year. Like, almost every year he hits 40. I think it's almost yeah. year. Like one year, one but year. But like it's always low 40s, though. Yeah, but I mean. Historically. So, uh, but, but oh, you want to be historically every year a forty goal scorer. Oh, just oh, but I mean like still fifty is like a forty goal score and fifty goal score. Those are like different tiers usually, right? If I'd have a guy that scored 
40 goals eight years in a row and never scored 50. I'm taking that mofo for those eight years. I'm just That's saying. A, that could be 50, a, 50 goals just like a, it's a, a oh, big. Oh, you know, of course it is. Of you course. Know. Of course it is. And now he's going to score 60. Okay. Y- yes. High 60s he's most likely. Probably high 60s. So 67 goals he's on pace for. But one of the things I have to be talking about, an interesting came up, and we're going to discuss yours before we get finish the hockey segment, is I've I seen an interesting thing by a columnist in the papers that I'm not really a big fan of over the year. However, uh, Steve Simmons brought up a sort of a what is now the Mount Rushmore of hockey, and he put forth the proposition that perhaps we start thinking about Connor McDavid being on that said list. However, there's a little stipulation when you think back of the three people that he believes they were on there. What were they were doing in their eighth season in the NHL? Winning a Stanley Cup. Or as probably already done. Because if you want to look at it that way... Um, well, Gretzky won his fifth. Okay. Right? Uh, Mario Lemieux won in his, what, sixth. Bobby Orr won in his first five. Yep. So, anyways, I think in his eighth season that Gretzky was working on his third with his multiple MVPs. Uh, Lemieux was working on his, sec- his back-to-back, mm-hmm. I do believe, by this time. So, is it... Yes, that's right. Is that's it right. any way is it that I was working in any event? Is Are we taking away anything from Connor McDavid if he doesn't win the Stanley Cup this year? Well, it's a completely different era. That's something you got to think about as well. There wasn't a salary cap for Gretzky or Mario or Bobby Orr or any of these guys. I think the salary cap kicked in around. No, it didn't, did it? No. 2004. So Mario was like, he played like half a season more. Okay. That was it. Okay. Okay. But still, um, those great Edmonton teams are, and Gretzky is Gretzky is Gretzky, and that's why he's the great one, and that's why I always say there's not going to be another one. That's why he's the only one. Mm-hmm. However, in his eight years, he was put on a stand. And, of course, Gretzky, gonna, to me, is going to still be the greatest player of all time because I don't see anyone ever eclipsing his point totals. Not anytime soon. No, I can't either. But they said that about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and and LeBron has done it. But I'm just saying that hockey's a different game, and the level which Gretzky is on and how far he is down the road, you have to seriously consider McDavid wouldn't be able to catch him, and he should be – he'd be the only one I could see now, unless a guy like Connor Bedard was coming up. I don't know. There's a kid that could not even born. (laughs) Of course. You know what I mean? If you want to look at it that That's kind of my point about anytime soon. Like, who knows? So what do you think that – where's – uh, Connor McDavid's legacy going. Don't you have to have a little bit of hardware, like a chip, to be able to say you're going to be on said Mount Rushmore? And what are the prospects of Edmonton winning a Stanley Cup this year? Well, Edmonton's prospects of winning this year, I think, just went way down, considering that Jack Campbell turned into a pumpkin again. That was one of the predictions. I hope that I, I'm going to go back and check the tapes, but I was one of the guys that said I think that Toronto was very smart not to give Jack. I, I don't remember money. that. I, I remember I you giving me shit when I said that Toronto was okay for letting him go, and you're like, "Oh, what about all these free agents they've been letting okay, go?" Okay, I'm, I'm gonna. I don't think they should have paid him that much. I'm going to go back and check one of the early shows. Washington is looking it. silly for getting moving away from their two goalies who are looking good on Toronto and New Jersey. Oh right now. no, Washington's made. Yeah, exactly. That's compl- like they should be. They should. Be kicked to the curb how many times we've discussed how hard it is to get goalies and it seems to be all the other teams get goalies from another team so to speak and then they flourish oh, yeah. and away we go do you know what i'm saying so i i um i'm not giving them edmonton any chance of winning the stanley cup really because i think the teams in, in front of them no i shouldn't say that the west is kind of wide open agreed like who is the powerhouse in the west i think it's become la 
I like them too, and I'm also saying we can't count out Dallas because Dallas has been consistent all years. And I think Vegas is on the top because we're in that division, and the, I think they have flaws. The thing about Dallas, though, is they start off really hot, and they kind of are st- starting to just kind of go back into the middle in a way. I think so, too. I, I think they got hot too early. And that coincides with the guy that I said that I thought might be able to lead the league in Rocket Richard scoring. And Jason Robertson. James Robertson. And brother of Nick. Yes, and he's down the he's down the scale now. He's still going to be top five maybe, but he's got surpassed by so many other he's players. He's not even – is he oh, – he's not top five anymore. No, I mean uh, like I think he's kind of like, goals. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, and he's not top five He's not five top five now. anymore. Let wow. me pull up the list here. Um, he is – he is eighth right now, and he's kind of like just – He's going to score 40 goals again, though, isn't he? He's two away from 40. Yeah. But, I mean, like, guys are kind of nipping at his heels for a top 10 spot. So, oh, really? Yeah. Because they have scored a little bit more this year. Just that I think that I'm, he should still be happy scoring 40 goals. Let's go back to the original premise I, I just talked about two or three minutes ago. If you can get a guy to score 40 goals every year, you're going to be happy to have him, correct? For sure. You know what I'm saying? I just thought that Dallas would be a little bit more. But I've just found that Dallas's scoring is a little bit more balanced now. You know, I mean, we got the resurgence from Tyler Segan. They picked up a guy to play on a wing with them. They got great defense. Their goaltending is pretty solid. But the Kings have made that move, and they've got the old-school, new-school combination, which could put them over the top. Agreed? Yeah, when you have those kind of generations kind of leading it, like kind of like what the Lakers had with Kareem and Magic, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, like, uh, that's, that's, no, that's magic, no pun intended, you know? Oh, Magic's... Is, is one in a zillion, but I'm really no. But I'm saying like that combination being yeah. like that, like who gets that? Who gets that opportunity? You know, and not only that, and especially in this day and age, we've got Stanley Cup winners that are still on that LA team. Uh, just a couple left, but yes, Kopitar mainly, right? Kopitar and Doughty. Is it? Oh, I'm so lucky. You got Doughty on your team. Come on, <sighs> he's still gonna play what 25 minutes a night? Yeah, big minute muncher. He oh, and he could do it all. We know that. Uh, you know what? And that's. Uh, wouldn't it be great for his legacy? Where is he gonna stand? Say the uh, even if the Kings go to uh, the Stanley Cup Finals, which they could. And you were talking about the Kings going to the Stanley Cup Finals to start the season. Tell me anyone that was talking about the Kings. We, they were thought to like go in the playoffs, maybe take a step, but like go to the finals, definitely not. No, but that's what I'm saying. Everyone said they're going to make a step, but then I, I look at one of those, um, like the Hockey News magazine. It gets pretty generic <laughs> at a point when you start reading these magazines because they're going to say, "Oh, well, how the much, Kings are going to make a yeah. step." They're, they're going to say um, New Jersey was going to make a step. They said that uh, Dallas no bold was predictions, there. predictions, though. It sounds no, like. no, but they, they predict Carolina to go to the finals. Yeah, I mean, but that was that so bold at the time? No. No, but okay, and they've got a solid team, and everyone said they could go there now. Are you thinking Carolina's going to go to the finals? Oh, hell no. Of course. They're not beating Boston. Like, no. And then, like, like we said, like, even going up against New Jersey, New York, like, I'm not even sure I'd pick New Jer- Carolina. I probably wouldn't. No, I don't think I'm going to do it either. But I'm just saying I was earlier in the year, and you don't – you know what it is? got to show receipts. Mm. So if you're going to go back there, remember earlier in the year, I was like around the all-star break and stuff, I was pretty high on that Carolina team. Because they were out ahead. They were oh, out, yeah. yeah. They were out ahead. They were looking strong. They were going to go. But that's the monotony of a regular season. And now we're going to come to the playoffs. Are they going to have that extra oomph? Are they going to be one of those teams like Florida last year? You know what I'm saying? I hope they do better. Well, I that, wouldn't say Florida, I mean, they kind of collapsed in the second round. Oh, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> they got exposed. That's when I oh, yeah. found out they, or that's when they uh, got found out as frauds. Is that they are? And look, they're not even going to make the playoffs. I'm glad Montreal's got uh, They're their three drop points it. back. They're still uh, in they're the race. They're not making it. No, I don't. Uh, do you see them making it? It could. I mean, that, like, I mean, do you feel that confident in the Islanders? No. Well, 
We talked about that. Ottawa. Is Ottawa going to come back? No. Okay, so we're no. not going to I think they it. got hot right now. I think they're going to fall back a little bit. Buffalo, like like I said, their goaltending really biting them in the ass. They lost, what, 10-4 to Dallas this week? Oh, that was <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> and you know what? Buffalo's close by. I'm always cheering they for need Buffalo. They need well, a goalie. They need a goalie. a little bit more than that. They need to well, I, I a think... goalie would get definitely get them into the playoffs. Oh, yeah. But I don't – you got enough games. Who's going to do it? Someone's going to get hot. Craig Anderson? That's why. That's why I'm saying they, they. If they can get that goalie next year, I think they make the playoffs. Oh, I, I that that would be the next step, guys. Yeah. They're going to be a sexy pick at the beginning of next year. There's no doubt about it. Everyone's going to be talking about it. they're going to have goalie because they're young. They yeah. got players. They scale well. They look good. They're they're a highly entertaining team. They are. I know yeah. they have a goalie prospect, but uh, Jeff Merrick, I believe, was saying that the Sabers aren't confident that he's he'll, he'll be stick the guy around. Here, right? Well, they don't because he's in college, and they're not even confident that he'll sign with them. Oh, really? Yeah. There we go, Buffalo. But anyway, we're on the east. I'm sure we were supposed to be here on the west trying to figure out who we think is going to be going there with 15 games left. Like, who are the potentials? Like, I've already said I'm liking Jersey-Boston to make the conference finals if they, things play out. Even if the, if Jersey's playing the Rangers in the first round, I think they've got enough to beat them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm, I'm Even though it's going to be down to the goalies, but Vanacek, I think, is just as going to good, and he'll, he'll stand up to Shirkston or whatever his name is going to be. So I'll go there. But on the west... There is a possibility where they always say if you've got the best player on the best team and they arise at the moment because Ryan Nugent Hopkins is having a good year. they yes. got Evander Kane coming back. I do believe that Edmonton is always going to be a goaltender issue. So what you're saying is, and we're talking about the legacy of Jack Campbell, we can't say that Edmonton's going to, going to win a Stanley Cup because they win with Skinner. Skinner's going to be your goalie. Can you win the Stanley Cup with Skinner? He's hot and cold. So, like, I mean, it looks like he's... I don't know. It looked like he was going for a bit, but I think he's been like a lot of goals lately. So, well, in any event, uh, the way it's going, like I don't think Edmonton makes it out of the first round. Wow, because it would probably be L.A. or Dallas they play. Wow, chance it's Minnesota. They could maybe pull off that one, but, but first of all, they're at the wild card position. But don't yeah. you think they can move up? Like I, I if you really look at I it mean, from a point of view, okay, they're five points back of LA and they've got the same amount of games and I think they play LA at least once or twice. Probably. They, I think they play them at least once or twice there. They've also got games against Seattle. I heard their schedule is not as tough going down the road. My point being Even is, then, like they would play probably they'd play Vegas in the first round and like I'd still take Vegas, I think. Okay, but with the fifteen games left, say there's a possibility they go on a ten five run. Connor that's a McCabe big if. Okay, the way their goaltending is, that's a big if. Hmm. So anyways, my point being is what I'm trying to beat around the bush to get at this point is it's unfortunate for Connor McDavid if we're going to be talking about a Mount Rushmore situation because you have to win a Stanley Cup. You have to get a chip. You have to do nothing. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to wait till his ninth season to... And it's crazy, too, because he's already like... Like the accolades individually are already there. All-rookie team. He... Arguably, if he was healthy, he would have won the Calder that year. Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Four Art Ross trophies, two Hearts. He's gonna win probably. He's gonna win both those again this year, plus oh, the Richard. He's gonna have his first Richard. Oh yeah, his first Richard. Uh, he's right. got three Ted Lindsay awards. It's gonna be four this year. Uh huh. Four first All Star teams gonna be five this year. And then he wow. was only second All Star team once last year just because of Matthews winning MVP. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and arguably, well, here we are now. So, do you think our, um, Matthews is still gonna make an All Star team this year? Probably not. Because let me, let me check. Goal scoring. You know what? I, I and that's what kind of makes me. Maybe crazy. you know what though? You, you never know. Like, is a second all? But like, let me let me look at the centers. Actually, you know oh, what? There's, there's no th- other. There's no other center that's like 
stands but, out, yeah. but they might have more points. That's and then the it's going to be down on the point situation. And I'm saying that, like, I can't believe in this. I'm pumping up Moss and Matthews' tires so much lately. But I just love the way he plays hockey, and I'm glad he's back on the line with Marner. And yeah. I think by the playoff start, they should put bunting over on that line with them, and that's end of story. Leave it. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, also, I want to ask you, who wins the the uh, Norris as of right now? Oh. Oh, that's an interesting question. Who wins the Norris? I'd pick Carlson. Well, he's going to win by default. He should win, is my point. I like the guy on... Um, I like that Spurgeon guy on Minnesota. I like Dallin on Buffalo. But Dallin's not going to be... Because they're not making the playoffs. Darlene, so the way Darlene it's going, he might get a nomination. Oh, he should. Who I else, agree. Who else is going to be going to get there? McCarr is going to get there just because he's McCarr. He's he missed, missed some games, though. That's the thing. Oh, that's the question about many, him. He's missed too many games. How yeah. many games? Has he played 50? No. He hasn't played 50. Or is he going to play 50? Yeah, that's a big question. And a big thing about Carlson that I'm stands missing up. somebody, though. The guy on Boston. Oh, he's Adam be, Fox. Yeah. He's going to have Adam to Fox him. is like, uh, I would say he's like the big like contender for... Uh, for the Norris this year. It's going to come yeah. down to Carlson and him. That's what I'm saying. Oh, Even people are starting to say Slavin on Carolina is a dark horse. Oh, he has to be because yeah. where they are in their position-wise. He, he's well, That's a guy I never even thought oh, about. Oh, and uh, probably uh, McAvoy on uh, Boston. On Boston, yeah. too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They should all be candidates. Well, we're going to see there. Boston's going to have a lot of people that are going to get nominations due to the fact they that have that's the Vesna a winner this, this year. Oh, yeah, of course. And not only that, it's the... Um, it's the um, the greatness of the team in single season. So all those guys are going to get nods mm -hmm. because of their position, and which they well should do. You know what I'm saying? For sure. You know what I mean? But before we end on the hockey thing, we had a little discussion this week because it did come up. I was going to ask you, Mr. Milani, first of all, if we're going to say the Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmore, that's they're going to say, easy to say, Lemieux. Gretzky. Or how? Sure, that's for. But we want to talk about our personal, personal Mount Rushmore. Well, correct? I'm boring because mine is what everyone else thinks. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say that my personal, I'm going to still have Gretzky on mine. Okay, okay. I'm going to have Gretzky. I'm still going to have um, Bobby Orr. I hate Boston with a passion. Hate it, but you got to have Bobby Orr on your thing. Because you have to. You, if you don't, you just, you've never watched hockey. So you got Gretzky, and then you've got um, Bobby Orr. I'm going to put Guy Lafleur. On my okay is my of of my Mount Rushmore of those four. Now there's been a lot of talk about. Can you put Gordy Howe on there? Am I going to respect Gordy Howe? Am I going to respect the Bobby Halls? Am I going to respect the? Is Bobby uh, Hall really a Mount Rushmore guy? No, because he went to WHA. <laughs> so I'm going to just take him out there. And Gordy Howe just played forever. And ever and in his day he was some. But then again, you got like the John Beliveau who won how many Stanley Cups? Sure. And you got Rocket Richard, who... Gordy Howe was the first guy to 800 goals, though. That's, that's agreed, but he played forever. So would he be on yeah. your Mount Rushmore? No. If I had to pick my mother Mount Rushmore, and I hate to do this because it's on two teams, is that I think that I would rather have Mark Massier on my... Whoa. I would like to have Mark Massier. I'm going to take him over all. He won six Stanley Cups. He was in that era. He led the team, sometimes in those Edmonton times when they were beating on Gretzky, because you were too young to see those games. It was Messier and the Anderson guys that pulled him out of that, some of those tougher mm -hmm. situations. It wasn't always Wayne Gretzky. And when he went to New York and won it all, I'm saying he has to be given serious consideration. However... Well, that's I'll, the like exclamation mark on his career. 
Exactly. But he it played to be that way. And like he won, then he won one with Edmonton without Gretzky. Yep. And then he went to New York and won another one. In that time, which is some of the toughest hockey in the history of hockey, if you look back on the way that the game was played. But um, it, would be, it would be absolutely ludicrous if we didn't say a Gordie Howe or one of the, the legacy guys. Who would your four be? Oh, like I said, it's the Gretzky, Howe, or Lemieux. Those are my Lemieux. four. Yeah, especially Lemieux. And I, and you know what? You want to put You're Mario, not a Lemieux guy. I know that. No, I'm not a Mario Lemieux guy. I'm definitely not. However, I, I can't. When I seen the list and I and I seen the picture with them together, sometimes you would have to say that Mario Lemieux, that Mario Lemieux at times was the greatest hockey player that ever played on pure skill some nights. I just think that I don't want to say anything derogatory. I'm trying to get away from my little sly little things that I throw in that are not politically correct, uh -oh. so to speak. So I'm going to try to clean that up, Mr. Milani, because then it sounds like an extra diss on top of a diss. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. So we will respect Mount Rushmore. And what we're going to do is next week, we're going to announce between the two of us, the house that happens, Mount Rushmore. We'll bring it to you next week. Or we could do it right now. But we'll bring it next week. Okay. I want to think about it next week. Because we're, we're running a little long on the hockey thing. We wanted to jump over really quickly to what's going on in the NBA and the Toronto Raptors. And the first thing I want to bring up really quickly is I want to defend Fred Van Fleet and his $30,000 fine for mouthing off the referees because he's 100% correct. He is. You know what I'm now, saying? Now, my problem with this is I don't like the way how Nick Nurse is reacting to this. I don't think the message from the guy in charge should be like, oh, the refs are disrespecting us. Like, yeah, move past that. You can't have like this big victim mentality, you know. Okay, so I'm gonna be, I'm gonna jump right on that, and I'm a Toronto, and I'm gonna be a victim on this because I've said it for years. I don't give a damn. Did you see the Denver game and you seen the LA Clipper game? The Raptors were in control of that game, and then there was a ticky tock foul. Then Burns turned around and said something. They teched him. When does Scotty Burns get a tech? Okay, this isn't the last minute of the game, bro. That gives them the shot. Now it's a two-possession game. Now, I, I, okay, everyone says, well, the Raptors should have finished it up before then. They missed a few shots. Mm -hmm. But remember, this is Denver. In Denver, the number one team in the West and projected to go to the finals. And the Raptors had them on the ropes until two sketchy calls at the end by the referee. Part two. Next night, where do we go to L.A.? They don't call it L La La Land forever. What do we do? We get down the last two minutes of the game. And what happens? All of a sudden, the, the Raptors can't buy a call. Can't send in a call. Two ticky-tack fouls. Two possession games. Couple free throws. Clippers sneak out the back door with a win. So I'm saying this. This has been going on for years, in my opinion. And yes, they. if you look at it, some particular refs are giving... Particular tease. Did you hear the? Did you about hear the, Van Vliet and that ref? And that ref, yeah. and it's around the league. Have you heard? What, did you hear what went around the league on on like the social media, so to speak? How many players around the NBA backed Fred? Oh, really? More than people realize. It had come up. A lot of guys said things had to be said. Now, no one's going to say too much because they all got to oh, sure. see those referees the next game. But there was a lot of gilded shout out from guys like Donovan Mitchell. Um, I, I don't know it wasn't Anthony Davis, but it might have been somebody on the Lakers that, that said Interesting. something. But a few guys around the league like defended, um, were defending Fred Van Fleet. They were saying there is an issue with referees and egos. Now, if you want to talk to the TNT crew and say the NBA tip-off crews, the so-called expert talking heads. Oh, they're never going to say that. 
No, so someone's got to be said. So here on the house that happens, I'm going to say it. I think the refs are totally biased. I think when Toronto won the, the, the championship in 2019, the brain thrust in the NBA got together and said, nah, we can't be going north of the 49th parallel anymore. We can't be doing this. This is America's game, isn't it? This is for yeah. Americans. This is what we do. Well, even like, uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'm with you. We're like, it's definitely like they're trying to take something away from it. That last game, game six of the 19 finals, like with that long stoppage with the referees, with the reviews, oh. that felt like they were trying to take it away from us. Oh. That was them trying to take it okay, away from so, us. Okay. Let's be real. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So yeah. nobody's saying that this isn't the WWE. Nothing is scripted. Things are going away. But it's like I heard um, the great Michael Wilbon said it the other night. He says it's pretty hard when you're watching a game like, it's not like in hockey where you can swallow your whistle because guys get hot mm -hmm. when they go into zone. So things are going to happen and there's going to be disagreements and there's going to be egos. But as the number one saying is, and we're going to say it a million times, and Fred said this, nobody comes to a game to watch a referee. <laughs> it's 100% true. Okay, I've never heard anyone say, hey, I'm going down tonight. i got to see this referee. He's a badass. Let's see what he's going to do. <laughs> nah, that just doesn't happen. But at the same time, when they do such horrific job, and I will say this, the NBA is the hardest to referee of any sport. I don't Why care. do you say that? Okay, first of all, on every play, there's a hack. And every play, there's contact. Football, you can say that about football, too. Okay. Uh, and in the trenches, there's a lot of times they can let it go. But you can get the feeling of a game and the feeling of a referee, and they'll play it the rest of the way, and you don't hear about it in the NBA. And then, of course, there's all those bad calls in the NFL. You know what I mean? Why do you think there's so much replay yeah. in the NFL? Okay, now they have replays, too. But if you miss a call, you can't challenge later in the game. So at the end of the at the end of the Clipper game, Nurse didn't have a challenge. Now, does Nurse get a little bit loud with the referees? I'm going to say yes. Does Fred Van Vliet get a little bit louder with the referees? Yes. But I think it's because of the culture of Toronto always seeming never to get the calls. And I'm going to say it. People will say, oh, don't be such a homer. Oh, just because they're losing. No, if you check the track record, you, you just mentioned going back to 2019 in that game six. What was going on? Why does it took that long to make a call? Because we've got Toronto here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I I believe that. I seriously believe that. ESPN, do you ever hear Stephen A. Smith? The, they never talk Smith. about the Raptors. No, and, and he always talks about going through the border. I thought it's only hockey. The only thing I know about hockey is the puck is black. All that bullshit, that's a down now. I, I, I can say that right away. And next thing you're going to say, what does Shark and Barkley say? What's their favorite cities? Yeah. They say Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. And a lot of people like Toronto mm -hmm. as a city, as a place to play. We can attract free agents. I'm just saying when it gets down to June and you're going to talk about where they want to broadcast from and where does America want to go. Do you think people in Oklahoma know where Toronto is? Definitely not. You know, I think people in Montana are thinking about Toronto, but they still want to have the Lakers, of the, yeah. the, the Celtics, the Sixers. Well, that's a big problem with ESPN, though. They're just always talking. It's always... With basketball, Knicks, Lakers, Celtics, Warriors. The tradition of now. Well, yeah. the Warriors have come back because they're winning. And anytime you sure. get some Same like of, Milwaukee. And, well, like, no, Milwaukee gets no love. They talk, But they talk about Giannis a lot, you don't think? No, I think, you know what, I'm going to bring this up right now, too. I don't think Giannis gets enough juice. And I think it's because Milwaukee's an outport, and it's not Miami. It's not mm. L.A. It's not New York. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not Boston. It's not the pretty place to go. So if Milwaukee loses, nobody's complaining, including said talking head sure. um, Stephen, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, <laughs> he's not saying anything about it. He wants to run to Milwaukee. So I think Giannis doesn't even get his thing. Like, who do you think is the best player in the NBA? First of all, I don't think Joe Giannis. Play. 
Oh, I do it too. So now, now, Jokic might be getting his chance for his third. Third straight MVP. And that's yeah. only happened to two other players. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. there, was a, there was a tremendous, um, I would say, feud, podcast, whatever you want to call it, between J.J. Riddick and Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins, Perkins about who, how people vote. Um, stat padding in the whole nine yards, and it blew up, and it, and it race lines were crossed. Um, things got heated. Yeah. But the reason I'm bringing it up there is because I'm saying that now that uh, Kendrick Perkins put forth the proposition that the percentage of white basketball writers and people that vote on it are, might tend to vote for the white guy. For the white guy? Because they don't always get the chance to do that, so to speak. <laughs> but then you're going to go back to the days like when, when uh, the, the most controversial one will always be the one where um, Steve Nash won his second MVP. How Shaq did not win that, I will never know. It's completely, completely crazy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. in any event, I'm saying that Giannis should be the MVP. It's just that Denver's got the number one record. Jokic has got that triple-double thing, which now they're trying to downgrade because I've heard it here too. If you want to talk about um, when Westbrook was getting it, when Westbrook was getting his... Um, uh, MVP, and he was doing all those triple doubles. They were screaming at him for stat padding, and you're just trying yeah. to get that. How come no one said anything about Jokic when he's getting there? I agree. Okay, so because it feels that way with Jokic too, and he's not getting called out on it. No, and, it's just, and also he doesn't play defense. Oh, and, and here's another thing: is what has he done in the playoffs? Not much. Okay, in Milwaukee, but uh, it's a regular season award. Okay, I'll stop exactly. you there. That's what that, that's the JJ Redick line. So let's get the regular season award. Then why can't Giannis get it? Didn't Milwaukee just have a 15 game winning well, streak? Well, I'm with you. Oh, that yeah, they're, they're right there, and the East is way more stacked than the West. Yes. So, like, well, Giannis should fun. have more MVPs. I think uh, I think Giannis should win the MVP this season. I'll take him over anybody. No, he's, he's arguably not even going to be top three in the voting this year, which is okay. Which is then, crazy. So where is Embiid's place in this? He's probably going to be like second or third. So you think Jokic is going to be first? It's the looking, Joker just because he's going to get the number three three and all those white. I'm guys not are saying I'm vote? not saying that he should, but I'm saying this is probably how it's going okay, to turn so out. Okay, so then Kendrick Perkins is right in his argument that sometimes the voting is flawed based on other things besides what you do on the court. Okay, are you saying that? So I'm going to say this. Who well, I, I don't know. Okay, Mr. Yeah. Milani, I'm interested. You don't think that Giannis might might not be top three in the voting? Probably not. If I had to wager. Okay, so you're going to say Jokic who? Jokic. Embiid and Doncic are, are probably going to be top oh, three. Oh, Lucas shouldn't even be in the conversation. He's on, You know what? He's on a wild card position. Can we go back to say one thing? Top five bitches in the NBA. Didn't Luca make that, but then so did Embiid. That's in the okay. <laughs> <laughs> so did Embiid. Well, also, I, I, in Luca's defense, they also gave him a guy who's a anchor on defense, putting Kyrie, Kyrie there. That was a bad trade. Well, I don't know. They is gave up bad? one of their best defenders to get him, too. Okay, because Luka doesn't Finney know Smith. what defense is. The guy's a bitch. Did you see him yelling? You never have week? enough defense in the NBA, though. Oh, okay, so I'm going to put it this way. Well, I don't even think Luka should be in the conversation for MVP anymore because right now they're struggling as a team that's going to be on the play-in. They're not even in six or better. Where? Look, let me look. Mavericks are eight. Look they're at the eighth. Lakers. You know, look Lakers, at I'll give you credit. They're catching up, even without uh, LaBreezy. Well, he's going to come back, and they're going to do some damage. I told you they're going to get in. AD is all world. Now, imagine if AD played 70 games. We'd be, he'd be in the talk of MVP, would he not? Maybe. Now, okay, so now how can we not? Now, how can you not? Let, let's take a look at this seriously, okay? The Milwaukee Bucks 
Do they have the best record? What's the best record in the NBA? They're 48-19. They do have the best record. Okay, and they had a 15-game winning streak. The East is considered the strongest. Look at Giannis's number, and he's going to make a defensive team, like all-defense team. You think the East is stronger than the West? Oh, easily. No doubt about it. No, no doubt about it. Let's just go in the top four teams. you got the Bucs, the Celtics, the Celtics. I think they're stronger on top. I think Definitely. they have, they have more. They have more of like the big heavyweights, but the New York Knicks, who are now in sixth place, had an eight-game winning streak. They are a strong team. They're playing great. Cleveland, but they lost their last three now. Okay, that's their last three. Okay, but I'll I'll just say, well, well, they're still seven and three. They had a nice run. They had an eight-game winning streak. Maybe they got tired. They ran out of gas. The New York Knicks are there now. Let's go to the West out here. We're talking about the Timberwolves. The Mavericks. Look at the Lakers were a joke a month ago. Now they're in line for that sixth spot. Then you got the Clippers who are what? They just climbed back into the thing because they got all back from injuries and they got to move. So do you oh, really we know they can do some damage. They could too, but then so so who's on the bottom? The Pelicans have fallen out. That once upon a time, remember back in the midseason there? Or at the all-star break? I was never really buying into the Pelicans though. If Zion had to suck around, but they're yeah. there. So we're I mean, just you got the Warriors, the you got the Suns, you got the Grizzlies. The Warriors nuggets. are going to go nowhere and I'm going to say it now. Did you see the other night? You don't think they can pull off a first-round upset? No, not at all. And I'm going to tell you why. Did you see the other night, too? And we're going to be talking about our our list is looking pretty prominent about the five best bitches in the NBA. Did you see Draymond Green the other night? I did. Okay, he got a little bit of Dylan Brooks back on him. You know what I'm saying? So what did he do? He's got his own podcast. He says, I got the four rings. I agree. And a lot of talking hot said, oh, Dylan Brooks has got to be brought back. Well, when Draymond Green was working his way up, what was he? He was, and, you know, he can't even score like Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Dylan Brooks is a rough rider. Okay, he's a little crazy, but I'm going to give him this. He's from Saga, people. Yeah. That's Mr. and Mrs. Saga to you, America. Okay, we can grow him like that there, too. And and, 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 sing, and saying that, where are the Grizzlies going to be? Don't you think the Grizzlies could be a contender? Uh, that's my point. Okay. I was, saying, I was saying that about the Grizzlies before. Okay, so we got when we're talking about the Grizzlies, we do have a elephant in the room. Okay. And we know my favorite player in the NBA by far, and I've been pumping his tires since he played at Murray State. But we got a situation with now a guy that's a face the NBA. What are you saying about his little gun waving at the strip joint scenario? That was so ridiculous. Oh. That was like clown move by John Morant. Mm. He just made himself look like an idiot. 100%. And you know what? And it, it, it breaks my heart. You know how much I am a jaw guy. I am a jaw guy. I still think he's a great player. There's a lot of talk around the league about he's been hanging out with the wrong people and maybe what he should be doing. It's not doing. good to hear. No. Yeah, well, have you, have you heard a thing this week on a couple of, of shows, a couple of pundits, they were saying um, David Stern, one of the greatest commissioners in sports, was came out and he said to Kevin per- Kendrick Perkins, who said this to him, he said, listen, Maybe you should back off and smoking that weed and hanging out with the people that you're playing with. Mm -hmm. Now, Kendrick Perkins is going, huh, what? So, as they were saying all week, as I've heard this, the league knows what you are doing. Of course, they have so much invested. There you go. And if you know that much about what's going on, John Morant, who is going to hopefully, they say, be the face of the next Olympic team, who replaced... Kyrie Mm -hmm. is the face at, was it Adidas or Nike? Adidas. 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 And he just signed a huge contract with what drink company? No, sorry, uh, Nike then. 
Nike, it whatever. Kyrie, yeah. Okay, so he just basically because they look at they they just threw away Kyrie's contract. <laughs> okay, and now he's got there and he's got the contract for what drink company? Would you know what it is? Um, I forget. Anyways, these are three major things that he's involved with, and you have an opportunity to be the face of the NBA, and you're getting in trouble with guns. This is bad look in any aspect. No matter what I think about you, John Morant, and if you're listening to The House That Happens, please put down the guns. You don't have to hang out with gangsters. You're not Allen Iverson the second. You're John Morant the first. Okay? Can we look at it that way? Sure. That's what I'm, I want to say. So, as we're talking about the Grizzlies, who have been consistent all year round, and please, John Morant, who's off? Who's yeah. still off? He's missed his fourth game. I think they're really making him sit because they want the dust to settle on this for mm-hmm. a long time. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, John Morant had a, has a deal with Powerade that's oh, in jeopardy Powerade. now. Oh, so, with it? Coke, yeah. Is that what it is? It's in jeopardy, right? Yep. Because it was a huge, it's like, it was big money. You know, and that's part of the reason that he was partying and being out with the boys. And you can take the boy out of the hood, but not the hood out of the yeah. boy bullshit. You know what I mean? And it is. Then the deal is with Nike that the, he has. Yeah, yeah. So the Nike deal is still solid. That one's already signed. But he hasn't yeah. signed with the Powerade one yet, or they can terminate it due to that. Uh, what's that clause? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So they haven't they haven't canceled it yet, have they? Doesn't sound like it, but. That's they're thinking said, about it. That, well, that's what they're going to do. You know what? They're going to let the dust settle. If John gets out of trouble, I mean, doesn't do this again. I heard the greatest thing, and I'm a big Michigan guy, as you, if you know, correct? And if you know anything about the Fab Five, and Jalen Rose was one of the Fab Five, and I remember when this was coming up, he had a great thing on the John Morant take, and he could go there more than anybody. He would like busted at a crack house. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he was there when they had the crack house race. He said he carried a gun. He goes, I'm from Detroit. He said it took him a couple years to realize all of this is complete bullshit because now what you do is your um, celebrity carries currency. And some of that currency could be spent the wrong way. Oh, of course. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to yell out to John Morant. My, I'm still not going to. I'm still going to. He's still my favorite player. I'm going to say everyone makes a mistake. He's only 23 years old. I want to know what I would be doing if I was 23 years old with that much money and with you, Milani, and six of my buddies, and we're in a strip joint and smoking more weed than you could possibly smoke. What do you think we would be doing at 23 in a strip joint? I don't think we would be saying our Mar- any Hail Marys or our fathers, but I don't think we'd be carrying guns. No, no. That is the issue. And I'm going to bring that up about something about uh, in a a later issue. I don't want to drag on it here now, but there is a big discrepancy how it's going to be carried on because America does have a problem with uh, African-American youngsters and guns. And I don't want that to be trivialized just because John Morant is my favorite player, so to speak. You know what I mean? Sure. If I can say that. But in any event, the the, the Grizzlies still should be considered one of the – teams that could go to the finals don't you agree oh yeah them i would say them denver phoenix are the three teams to beat in the west especially now that duran is joined now what do you think of that whole suns thing like uh, it kind of irritates me how these guys can jump around like this it's starting to be an irritant do you know the ratings have been way down they're like nobody wants to talk about it yeah they- but that's we talked about this that could also that's also because of the streaming where they don't have a good way to quantify that yet oh i i 
you know what? But, uh, here's what I think, okay? The contracts are so huge in the NBA, and you got all these shows that are talking about the NBA so much that they're pumping it up. But if we could go be, look behind the curtain, I think that they're finding out a lot more is going wrong with the fans. When you add up, like, okay, this latest incident with John Morant, which is the worst publicity in the league, that the league could possibly be going to get, okay? Mm -hmm. Then you got the load management situation. And then you guys got building super teams. And then you got guys switching in the middle of the season. And you know what I'm saying? So what it does is that they're just, the fan base is getting disrespected on so I many there. levels. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter what you're going to tell me all the time. It's getting back to that uh, lipstick on a pig kind of deal where... But like, I, I, but like the, my thing about that is like, okay, that might affect like the fan, like that market. But if you're just like a fan of the league... That's not going to, like, you know, make you, like, watch less basketball. It's just, like, another storyline, you know? Okay, so that means I'm a bit of an idiot because I'm the biggest basketball junkie in the world, and it's pissing me off. But as soon as the playoffs, I'm going to sit down there and say it's one of the best playoffs of the year. Does that mean we get to wipe away all the stupidity that went on? It's usually how it goes, ah, unfortunately. Well, you know what I mean? So, I don't, I, you know what? I always said I hated hippies because hippie came from the word hypocrisy, and the worst thing you can do is be hypocritical about your stances in life. So, sometimes... I I don't know where to stand here, Mr. Milani. You know what I'm saying? You know where I'm yeah. going with this? No, I, I know how you feel about this, too, because, like, I know, I know I'm know, i just going to be sucked back into the NBA during the playoffs. Of course, but I watch it religiously. You know, I was showing you my setup. If I get to be able to, you know, if, there, if there's no music, you got to blow your own horn sometimes. You're a basketball guy. Oh, I'm, I'm a crazy guy. I'm, I'm looking forward to March Madness. I'm not going to work on Thursday or Friday, full disclosure. You know what I'm saying? And and you know my setup. I'm the guy with the four screens in the basement. Yep. I got the blocks. I'm going to put it up, and I want to watch the games. I'm super excited, and I'm rambling a bit. But the reason I'm doing that is because it's kind of an irritant you know what i mean say it's great playoffs and everybody forgets it yep you know what i mean now you want you know why golden state is not going to go to the finals because draymond green punched sucker punched jordan oh, yeah. Poole. just completely fucked up the the dynamic of the team okay there's number one okay what happened in the new, new jersey nets is everyone forgotten that kyrie did new that. jersey they're back there um okay brooklyn the brooklyn nets <laughs> okay and I, i'm probably going to say the oakland raiders again too and the san diego Chargers. but the bottom line is look at the new york I mean, the uh, Brooklyn Net franchise. And they had to go through that ridiculous, um, the games they lost when Kyrie couldn't play with that anti-Semitic link to mm -hmm. the movie, okay? Yep. Alrighty, and then you've got your burgeoning superstar, bitch number one on the House of Happens top five bitches in the NBA, getting his second, Trey Young, his second, in case you don't know what I'm talking about, got his second coach fired in five years, bro. And Nate McMillan yeah. was a good coach, and he came in, and they got to the conference finals. They oh, did. by the way, let's take a look and see where the Atlanta Hawks are. Eighth place. Oh, there you go. Isn't that called you got to play in? You know what I'm saying? Not they, even home uh, home court for the first play in. Uh, and and they, well, by the way, which everyone seems to have forgotten, they stole that great guard off San Antonio so that um, Trey Young would have a defensive pre presence. And what are the Hawks going to do? Oh, they're just a. 500 team. They're a team that went to the conference. So there's another storyline that has screwed up a fan base, but we're going to go right into the playoffs and forget about it all. <laughs> That's harsh, bro. Think about that. That's pretty damn harsh. I'm pissed at the NBA right now. Is, yeah. the, is the NBA just like, I don't know. I don't even they're know how to put this. They're fooling us. They're fooling us.
in us and they got enough shows and they got enough hype and they got enough commercials and everybody sees their faces. You don't always see the faces in hockey. You don't see the faces as much in football. football. Even yeah. in baseball with the caps and stuff on. These guys are marketed brands. You know what I mean? Kawhi Leonard is a marketed brand. LeBron Jones is a marketed brand. And they just have LeBron to play James. Or whatever. LeBron, LeBron Jones. But anyways, I'm just getting, I'm getting a little bit off. I'm getting a little hype because I'm pissed about the NBA, bro. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And, I, and you know, it, it's not going to matter, like, who's there. And it's, like, simple things. Like, look at the week. This week we had an argument where color came back into how you vote for players, which is another joke. Giannis is the best player in the NBA. Let's respect it. I know you, you said you didn't think he should be in the top three. I didn't say, I didn't say that. I said I'm he wouldn't be. I'm glad you back up because I'm pushing back in the league. He he I said he won't be in the top three. Yeah. I'm saying he should be. I'm saying he should probably win MVP every year. And, well, if uh, – Look, at come on. Let's not take away from the Joker. Because when he did win his first MVP, I thought it was kind of cool because he had the numbers, he had the team. Well, last Jamal year, Murray, last year I think hurt. he deserved it a lot more than his first one. Oh, I agree, yeah. too. Because that one you could argue was stolen from Giannis. Yes, okay. But now last year he definitely deserved it. I agree. Especially with the injuries and how he, he dragged the team there. But now he's got everything back and Giannis got everything back. I think the proof is in the pudding as I'd love to be able to see Denver and Milwaukee in, in the, the finals, finals, which would just that, which would make the network – and NBA hierarchies lose their shit. Although I think I think we're going to get I think it's going to be Phoenix coming out of the west. You gave me you gave me a look right there. You know, it gave me a look because that means Durant's going to get what he wants. So he's just another. They don't talk about LeBron moving around. Durant's another one. So what is he going to do? Durant wins a championship. He's he is one of the greatest players of all time. I agree. Let's cut to the chase like that. So arguably the greatest offensive player of all time. Oh, he's something else. So if the Phoenix Suns win the NBA championship, all they're going to do is promoting all this nonsense of moving around and jumping to the team at the right time. Durant's going to win his third finals MVP more than likely. Which will give him a legacy because a lot of people say he's got to win one away with it because of what, how he worked at in, um, Golden State. in Golden State. Which leads me to do this, okay? That's enough talk about the NBA. I want to talk about them right now. They piss me off. So let it be known for the rest of the season, I'm going to be a little bit perturbed what's going on in, in the NBA. Okay, so which leaves us to a few other takes we want to get to before um, before we end the show here because sometimes we, we do get drawn out about hockey and basketball because they are in the moment. But there's a few other things that are going on in the world that we should touch on. And I think that we, and just to show support for them, and one of them is the situation with the Canadian Soccer Association. Oh, boy. Soccer Canada. Soccer Canada. Are they not an embarrassment to this conference? They more, are. They're almost as embarrassing as the Liberal Party is. <laughs> right now okay <laughs> no disagreement there okay you know what i mean but what i wanted to bring to light and that people don't realize this and here at the house that happens we want to say this emphatically beyond anything that's ever imagined and now that we've just had international women's day last week okay which just happens to be my birthday which is another story happy birthday cruise there you go yeah but um in any event when we're talking about international um, Women's Day, and they're moving March into a sort of uh, memories of great things that women have done, which I have no problem advocating for. I think it's a sin that the Canadian women's soccer team has been treated as atrociously as they've been treated. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really don't like this. This is a team that's They've carried this program for years. years. While the while the men were doing nothing, they were like you know competing in every Olympics, every World Cup, always contending. Yes. Finally got that gold medal. They were robbed in 2012. We all know that. A hundred percent. 
love Christine Sinclair. Oh, that's love who Christine I want to bring Sinclair. up. When she sat on in front of the microphone and she discussed the discrepancies between the men's and the women's, what was promised, what was not given, the bonuses paid to the executives that were on the Canadian Soccer Association to a point where one of these people are now on FIFA. Yeah. How did that happen? So, which tells you we're not going to go into the um, intricacies of the corruption in anything FIFA, okay? Because that's that's worldwide. that's going to take uh, yeah, another five hours. Enough, yeah, we haven't got enough time to do that. But what am I saying now? And, and Mr. Milani, you're more versed in this than I am. But I got scared when I got reading that. I'm glad that the girls exposed this program for what the frauds that they mm -hmm. are, and they want to get it equal. But we also heard that if there's a government interference with a team that's on an international level they can be banned for a season or something that's ridiculous really? i don't know what that's like i don't know so what they're saying is technically because the world cup is this summer correct uh yes okay so it's the summer now now some have said that the girls could have uh, bit off their nose to spite their face and i'm saying that's a tricky thing here because i don't understand the politics quite yet i mean maybe we should research it so next mm -hmm. week we can clarify it to anybody that's listening but there's something about if the governing body did not support the players on what is it the constitution that they've written you're supposed mm -hmm. to do this here and then there's a backdoor deal to satisfy the players so that they can compete on this level that's against an international rule that could cause you to be banned something like sure. that i don't know exactly the kind yeah of, we got to research that that ma machinations but anyway that scares me to believe that the players who have represented us and have given us great national pride bro when you think about it, 100%. Exposing this could also ruin their opportunity to play in the World Cup. Yeah. That's crazy. It's insane. It's just, it, it blows my mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... If Soccer Canada blows this, that's, oh. I, I don't even like know what to say from there. That's just like the most embarrassing, as if this hasn't been embarrassing enough. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You know? we, we've got to put it on the TV. It's, this is a sport, but I'm really glad. Like, it's not like the third or fourth block on the sports shows in Canada. Oh, they're giving it time. Yeah, they're giving yeah. it, you know what I mean? And I think that every Canadian should realize, because this is taxpayer money. Okay, and mm -hmm. some of this taxpayer money that if, if it's supposed to be going to these girls who people don't understand what the training, the work you got to be do a world class athlete yep. to represent us and then to bring home the hardware, bro. Think about that. And they're getting the short end of the stick. This is crazy. It's absolutely blown my mind. Okay, you know yep. what I mean? And and one of the things I want we wanted to bring up, we want to clarify here, and, and you have said about how we think about the equality issue, correct? Mm -hmm. Once you put it on, if you're if you're flying the flag, everyone's equal. Everybody's equal. I don't want to hear about uh, the women's professional soccer league or the WNBA or the women's pro soccer league or any of that mm -hmm. stuff. That we're talking about. This is the flag. This is the Maple Leaf. This is playing for our country. Yeah. Agreed. Not clubs. It's international. Yeah. We're all the same. We're all the same, and you know what I mean. And that equality goes to everybody. That's the boys and the girls. And it is kind of embarrassing when you think about it. We just got into the World Cup this year. And the only reason we're going to be in the World Cup in four years is because... The women. Yeah, but the men again... Well, sure, okay, but like, but like, I would say like this helped build up. Oh, I agree. I agree. Do the men get to that World Cup without the women building up that opportunity before? Or building I up with that... You know, I think that they they've set a standard that which we should achieve to do, and there was more money put into it, but it was yeah. poured into the men. Yeah. So it was poured into the men who wasn't women winning. How weren't we thinking about the women who are? 
So that's why I say we got to justify. They were justified in their position of saying, come on, people, this is equal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that everybody should start talking about this on a national level, what equal is. And equal is if you play for the flag, Mr. Milani. We, everyone's equal. That's everybody's it. Everybody's equal. I, I, I'm, I'm really disappointed that we had to bring it up. But here at the house that happened, we're going to yell at Soccer Canada, and I hope they don't threaten the participation <laughs> yes. in the ladies yes. in the cup. One of the other That'd be ridiculous. That, yes, and think of an international thing. Don't we have the international baseball tournament going on? Oh, does anyone care about that? <laughs> the WBC? The WBC. Well, the reason I'm bringing it up is that it is an international thing, and baseball is baseball being baseball. It is really hard for... I don't know why I don't have this at the end of the season instead of the beginning of the season. The players wouldn't want to do it at the end of the season. Well, my take on it is this. Vladdy came up with this phantom injury. I don't care what <laughs> anyone says. He runs 100%. down. This, did, you, did you see the injury? Yeah. Okay. Do you know why Vladdy got injured? So he didn't want to go and play in the WBC. Now, I think he said he got injured because he doesn't have the stature. Like, who's playing in it? Scherzer isn't playing in it. Uh, Freddie yep. Freeman, is I'll he playing in it? Uh, he is, well, he plays for uh, for Canada. Canada. So he's playing yeah, he right? Is. Okay, so... But like, the Americans never put their best team there. Never. Oh, okay. And so now a lot of Puerto Rican players don't want to play. And sometimes um, the Dominican Republican guys, they don't necessarily want to play there. Now, the Japanese are always loaded. And I, the I, Koreans. Because they, they always win. Because they always send over their best because sure. they have pride in that shit. And this is international, right? Yeah. And Jordan Romano's playing for Italy, I believe. You're kidding me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is right. He's Do you see it. the the Italian team had a, an espresso machine in the dugout? Oh, that's crazy. That's hilarious. Oh, that's I, love that. That, that, I love that. I love that. But, you know, let, let's bring it. Come on. <laughs> hey, Italy. Italy. I love it. Uh, oh, as, as, an, as an Italian, or, uh, you know, a, oh, a grandchild of Italian immigrants, I, I just love and appreciate that so much. Oh, that's I so Italian. So. Oh, yeah. I, you got to have the espresso machine there. It's pro and go, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it, too. But isn't, it, isn't that in any sport, though, when they start pulling out the passports and handing them around so it can conveniently go and play because I'm sure that uh, um, uh, Romano got a little bit more like a little bit more stipend from the country for showing up because he's a sure. major leaguer like I, he's not just showing up for his country come on yeah I want to know the backdoor stuff that goes on for these countries that pull like the same with hockey when they suddenly like this guy from you know uh, Markham or Richmond Hill or Maple oh, play for and, Italy and, or and all of a sudden they're playing for Italy or they're I don't mind that because like these guys like they never even come close to playing for for Canada, you know? I, I agree. So we'll look at it that way. That um, Anyway, my point being is I thought it was kind of a, a funny take that Vladdy suddenly comes in the spring The training, phantom injury, yeah. And then he gets an injury and he's not playing. But they say in the batter's box, which I say is always collusion when you're talking about all these sports because suddenly there's a whole page article on how well Vladdy's coming out of this injury and he's hitting. <laughs> so that'll take away from the fact that the... Do you think the Blue Jays really wanted him to play in that? Hell no. Okay, there you go. So that's what I'm saying. I think it's very... Oh, I think the Jays definitely pressured him to get out of there. Really? Yeah. Well, they're pressuring... We already know they're pressuring Kirk to not play. Oh, I know that. Okay. You don't think there was a little like, hey, Vlad, we don't think you should go? And Bichette's not playing, is he? Yeah, exactly. no, so who is exactly on the American team? I have to look I at have, the roster. You know what? This is how terrible it is. Who cares? It, it, it has started. The actual world it, it has, has started. started. Yeah, it has started, right? Because I've seen games on the other night. Because they played exhibition games against the Red Sox. But the actual tournament started two nights team ago. Team USA played the Red Sox? No, Team uh, Argentina or Team 
Panama or some team like that played the Red Sox. And wow, I'm looking team. at the American roster right now. It's like, hey, like Adam Wainwright, yeah, he's Kendall starting. Graveman. That's what someone someone said. A 43-year-old. It was Adam yeah. Wainwright. How old is he? 43? I don't know. He's, he's pretty, up there. But anyway, he's the guy starting. And that tells you how serious America's taking this. They would never do this with basketball. I mean, okay, on, on the infield, you got Pete Alonso, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, Trey Turner. Okay. That's cool. Mookie Betts. Okay. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, Mike Trout. Okay. Okay. At least pitching pitching is a big problem for them, though. Yeah, because nobody wants to pitch. They're getting their arms ready for the the season. That's the season. why I say play it at the end of the season. That's a tough ask because then you're taking away from uh, the players' off seasons. They're not going to want to give that up. I'm saying once every four years to promote your league. And and, and as we're talking about this, I think I think this is an experiment that's going to end. Okay, Pretty okay, soon. okay, since the experiment is ending, what do you think about the experiments and the new rules and how they've been working out in spring training? <laughs> There's been some problems. <laughs> I would say more than not. But we knew that was going to happen. We knew there, there would have to be some uh, squashing of these bugs, you know? Okay, so what are they going to do now? Like, you hear Machado is one of them. He's one of the most unspoken guys, and so he's going to play with it. Now, what happens when it goes down? They say, oh, the game's going to be longer because the general, the manager's going to run out and protect the players. Yeah. Throw them out of the game. Is not how it's going to have to work? If the clock goes off, I think off, so. The clock goes off. Yeah. You know the rule: fifteen seconds. Oh, you... that's going to be a ball or a strike, depending on who's late. Okay, who's yeah. late? Okay, there you're going to go. Now the umpire, I mean the manager, runs out of the dugout immediately. He's thrown out. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah. But you think he's going to be thrown out immediately? No, he's going to stand on the thing and he's going to bitch at the umpire for another five minutes, which is going to add onto the game anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's going to work? I mean, we'll see. Well, okay, it probably so, will work out, but like that, especially in the beginning. Okay, so my point being is, my point being is, if you've got the, this is analytics, Mr. Milani. So we know how much I love analytics. Analytics has decided that we have to go to the, and I do agree with them to speed the game up. I don't think that's an analytics thing. I think think that's just like uh, the youth are losing interest thing. Oh, 100%. Okay, so I am all for picking up the game because you notice that the games have shortened. They've noticed in, yes. in preseason. And the, and the, and well, we knew this from the minor leagues yes, that this okay. would happen. And they were also saying that guys have coming up through the system will adapt because it, it'll be grandfathered in. All yeah. these guys are going to be gone eventually, so to speak. So I'm saying it shouldn't be an issue. If you know the clock's going to go off, you get a ball or a strike. If you come out of the dugout, you're going to be thrown out. So as long as I'm going to say as long as they adhere to that. like Because yeah. there's been talk about let's see how this works out and we're going to uh, what iron it out along the way? That's I'm calling bullshit. Then. What do you mean you're calling bullshit? That means I'm saying they oh the two, the second thing's too much. Let's add three seconds to it. Like our dynamics are going to say maybe well, it shouldn't be 15. It's going to be 18. Oh, let the umpire because they all have a timeout on the mound too. Yeah. Call a timeout. Well, maybe they're going to get two timeouts. What I'm saying is, if you brought this to the table now, I don't want to get to the All Star break and suddenly you change the bolt. Or we're not using this tire. They wouldn't do this in F1. They would not. Okay. They would not. So that's what I'm getting at. You know, we're talking about how this... But in the big four, it does happen like this. What's that? In the big four, like NHL, MLB, NFL. There, there's you, things that have adjusted on the fly. Such as? Give me an example. There's one... There's a the hockey NFL, one. The NFL. I know the hockey one. I can't think yeah. of what it is. There's something in hockey they changed mid because it, the players were griping or it was has affected the play. But in football, it doesn't. Football, it doesn't. That's yeah, year to year. Season, but they experiment a lot year to year. Year to year. But I mean, once they start the season in the NFL, yeah. if they call it like this at the beginning, it doesn't change. That's what I'm saying about baseball. Okay. I don't want I don't want them to suddenly get to the All-Star game and go, oh, they said we better do this again because what are you doing? You're playing with us. 
We'll see what happens. Okay. But the, baseball, is, they have made that adjustment before with the replay, though, midseason. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the okay. managers were coming out, like, just, like, basically, like, yeah, I'm just wasting time while they look at it upstairs. Yeah. They, okay. they had to get rid of that. Okay. So. Okay, but that was an obvious. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes you put something in and it's so obvious. Yeah. Because it, you, you it, what it is is, like, you put it in, but it, until you you exercise that. Wasn't that what's happening here? I don't know. I'm just saying, shouldn't it be if it's 15 seconds or 15 seconds for the rest of the year? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, who's I to know. say that, what the, that the adjustment's going to be, like, the amount of time? I, there's, there's there's a lot of nuance and intricacy here that, like, we probably don't even know yet, right? Agree. There's uh, a lot. There's still, I don't know. There should be Wait enough data from the, from the minors that should be able to translate. Sure. There's, that's a large sample sound. You know, it's a couple seasons in the minors. They've been playing around with this stuff. As long as they don't bring in, like, the, the robotic umpire. Then, uh, that's... A long time away, if ever. I don't think it would ever because that would take away from the human from the element. Game because yes, the yeah. human element, and I'm already getting, I'm already sick of like where you got to stand. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna adjust to that new rule. You know, okay, we're never yeah. gonna adjust to that rule at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I want to put my nine guys on the on the foul line, I want yeah. that option. So let's see how that works. I don't. So I don't I that's one I, I'm not a fan of. That's no, the one I'm not a fan of. Uh, uh, no, definitely not. I'm, I'm going. Uh, oh, excuse me. Okay. That's definitely one that I'm not going to say. I'll go with the pitch clock because I'll make it shorter. We'll have to see. I like the fact that the bases are a little bigger because already the the running is in, improving. And I've and cut down liked injuries too. Which and is cut good. down, yeah. And so I'm I'm liking running part of it. But in any event, we brought it up because we were hoping that Bla- Vladdy has a great season. And I'm all the Blue Jays. Oh, of course, we're gonna, we're going <laughs> to run with that for 100. percent Now, before we go, there's a couple things I just want to quick take some one of the things that. I think that want to take a bringing up is that there's weird things that happen in sports and it's away from sports and it becomes like Twitter and it becomes podcasts and then guys say one thing and they do another and I just want to allude to the fact that uh, one more time to our bitches thing and I want to stick up for Dylan Brooks because he's Canadian but I thought it was really weird that just because they played a game and um, Draymond Green to get all that press to say this is a bad guy and all the talking heads said this is a bad guy because he hasn't won and all that other yeah. bullshit and I'm saying well isn't he doing the same thing that Draymond Green is doing don't you think that sometimes when we watch a thing I'm glad that we have the house that yeah. happens because we should get the truth but then which team ended up bitch slapping who uh, Memphis won the game yeah, Memphis won the game, so it's at the moment, isn't it? It's not what have you done for me; it's what you have done for me lately. Now I know that Draymond Green's got the cachet, he's got the podcast, and he's supposed to be one day be a coach and all this other. Nonsense. Well, he's going to be on TNT. Okay, whatever next. the case may be, he's going to get there. But the bottom line, when you're in this moment, you're winning this year. If the Memphis Grizzlies win the championship, I hope he puts that uh, Dylan Brooks shoved the trophy up Draymond Green's ass. Okay. Here's another thing I thought I would. They won that game handily too, one thirty-one, one ten. So. Oh yes, no, no, no. They finished, and they're going. If they were to play in the playoffs, which I hope they do, they're going to. Could run be a first-round matchup. Could be a first-round, and I'm, I'm hoping it is, and I'm going to run them off the court. The other thing we think should bring up is that did we mention your F one? I how was just about to say. Yes, we should bring up what happened last week, don't you think? Yeah. So uh, Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, a one-two for Red Bull. Fernando Alonso in third. I, I love that. So uh, did I. Can Aston Martin. Let's have a drink to Fernando. To to Fernando, yes. One of the oldest drivers ever, right? uh, Absolutely. And the oldest driver on the grid right now. And not only that, isn't he moving up an all-time list of podium? Oh, yeah. Podium, like, uh, finishes? Like, I think that that's one thing I've learned about F1 that I appreciate. You win the race, but getting on the podium's huge. Especially for a team that's 
where you don't have the best car. Exactly. But, I mean, Aston Martin, give them credit. They look like they have the third best car to start the season. What do you think is going to happen with Mercedes this year? They're going to – it looks like they've taken a step back. Ooh. They have – now they have two of the most – Tremendous drivers on yes, the grid. Yes, I so agree. So those, those yeah. two guys are going to get the most out of that car. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if you still have the fourth fastest car, like, you can't fix – like, you know, there's no making up for that. Did you feel sorry for uh, – what's his name? Leclerc on uh, Ferrari last week? I Yeah, Ferrari, it's another goof up there already replacing the engines before even oh, starting one race. And he was running race. He was running second for a while, wasn't he? He was having a great race, and the car blew up. And then, yeah, just car, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Can I tell everybody, look at me. I'm talking about F1. When I met Mr. Milani, I would know a thing. Please watch Drive to Survive. It'll change your whole attitude about the F1. I really believe it. I will be watching, and I'm, I'm, I'm loving Max. Max is becoming. He's going. Max is fantastic. He is not, and he's got that trajectory now where he could be start to be start talking about. Now he doesn't have all the cachet yet. I mean, if it's if he wins this year, that's three in a row. There you go. That's what I'm saying. So he's starting to like be the amount of guys that have done that's like I think few far between. I think he would be the fourth. If, oh, he'd be the fourth. Yeah. Be Schumacher, Senna. Schumacher. No, Senna never won three in a row. Never won three in a row. No, man. he won one, then a break, then two more. Oh. Um, Jackie Stewart, no. Uh, Stewart won three not all non-consecutively, though. Okay. Um, so it would be Schumacher, Hamilton, uh, Fanjo, who was kind of like the original goat of F1. He's a Brazilian guy, isn't he? Uh, uh, Argentinian. Oh, okay. South American. Okay. And then uh, and Max would be the fourth. Wow. Yeah. I was seeing about that. You know what I really like about F1, if we can mention it really quickly? Like, when they go to that race in Monte Carlo, is it Monte Carlo? Yeah, Monaco. Monaco, yeah, that's the same track that they rode on in the 1950s. But the the thing of the Monaco Grand Prix now, it's really not what it used to be because no. there's there's no space for passing because these cars are so big. Yeah, that's so it's all about that. Saturday for like the oh, qualifying is yeah. fun to watch in Monaco, but the oh, race yeah. itself is like. But I, I'm fascinated by the fact that they they, they still use the same track. They use the that, same it's track. cool. Yeah, it is. But when you get the other one, like the one in Dubai and the one they're building in Vegas, and they open it up like that, that just opens that. Vegas is going to happen this season. Oh yeah, it should be quite interesting. But mind you, that Vegas track they're doing it on the strip at night. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Oh yeah, 100%. that's going to be cool. Everybody, take a look. And before oh, we- hold on, I just want to say to uh, McLaren, oh. it's going to be a rough season for them. Oh yeah, bad, bad. Like you knew when they came out before a season, basically said they're not going to be good, that there'd be issues. Alpine looking a little bit disappointing too. Gasly still made it to ninth place, but I like him a lot. Yeah, I like him. A lot. He's I never going to win anything, but I like no. him a lot too. He's a, he's a good driver. That's what I'm saying. You know, then I mean? Williams is, looks sneaky fast as well. Oh, they, they came could out be, of nowhere. They could be a, a sneaky team in the mid pack this year. Haas. I want to like Haas, but they, it nah. just looks like they don't have it this year. No, nah. no. Nah. You know, I love the gangster guy that, that that's Canadian with all the money. What, who does Stroll. It? Yeah, Stroll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's his daddy. Yeah. His daddy got money. Yeah. That's an interesting Stroll's area. not a bad driver no, either. He's I'm been on saying, pole. Yeah, he, it was sixth I mean. in the race uh, last weekend. But they, they said, he, when I saw it at the beginning, they were calling him as a, as a sleeper dark horse podium guy. Stroll? Race, yeah. Yeah. Race, they called him. Well, he's been on podium twice already, and, like, yeah. this car looks fast this year. Consider, too, he really didn't have any practice time with the car because he had, like, that bicycle accident where he, like, oh, broke right. his hand. Right, right, yeah. Um, okay. And he kind of just got there. And he didn't qualify well, but he really made up for it in the race. So he could be one of those drivers to watch out for this season. We're going to see. We're going to keep our eye on the F1. That's for sure. It was interesting. Anything else we want to put in about that F1 race? Uh, look yeah. at the standings here. I mean, it's, it's Logan true. Sargent, got to give him a shout-out. The yeah. American uh, F1 driver had a good uh, first race, 12th place. Not quite in the points, but I think with that Williams car, he probably will score points this year. 
Well, we're definitely going to keep our eye on what's going on there, and we're cheering for you, Max. We hope that you listen to the house that happens. <laughs> but be- Super Max. Yes, but before we go, there's some things that go on in sports that we should try to end the show with once in a while, and we look around in the world and we say, you know what, we all love football, we all love basketball, we all love this, we all love that. Now, I was a big boxing fan growing Ooh, up. Okay. I was a huge boxing fan. Um, and then uh, I, I always didn't mind watching like wrestling when you seen it in the Olympics, etc. And then we real had, wrestling, real wrestling. Yes, it is. But then we morphed into this world of technology where we've gotten to like everything's got to go faster, so it's instant gratification. So nobody wants to watch a fifteen round good uh, sweet science in the fighting. So they went to UFC. Yeah, MMA took over, and that's why. So they can just punish a guy in a second. And we should shout out to John bon- John Bones Jones, who came back from the three year thing, heavyweight, bulked up to that weight, and won in two and a half minutes. I know someone. He is a fighter. He would make the argument that John Jones. Before this even is the greatest fighter of all time. So. Uh, oh, that's what they're saying. So anyways, I'm getting up. But that's not where I'm going. So what happens is it like 20 years ago, we didn't have UFC. It had to be Well, it, there was UFC, but it just wasn't what it was, it was today. They, okay, because they sanctioned and they brought it on. Well, that then Dana White, if you know the story, he stole UFC ticket. Um, it was so close to being uh, uh, McMahon from the W who, who blinked. He mm. almost just think Vince McMahon could have controlled... W, and he had more guns than... That would have changed the game. Oh, huge. Wow. But he he had the chance when the bidding came up. And everyone knows Dana White got his money back by the Vegas boys. And he jumped in the door, took the brand, and the rest is history, even though he's on there. But that's not my point. My point is you, we didn't have great boxing, and then we went to UFC. And I'm going to tell you this. I am not a UFC fan. I rarely watch the fights. I couldn't. When they give them clubs... <laughs> then I'm going to start watching, which has got to my point about the ridiculous... I'm not a UFC series. guy either, really. I'll watch a big one. Like if yeah. Connor's on or something. Yeah, because I like because I like the narrative. I like when that yeah. Shale guy was on Shale, whatever his name is. The guy said, I forget. He's now an announcer. He's a. I like GSP. Oh, you're thinking the the black guys with uh, Joe Rogan and whatever. Yeah, right? what, oh yeah, my god, yeah, what's his name? I liked him too. Yeah, because they they were just personalities more than yeah. they became personalities more in the sports. But now, what is Dana White? And it's just been sanctioned. Oh no! In Vegas <laughs> is one of the stupidest things I've oh, ever no. heard of. And if you've heard it, you know where I'm going with this. Oh, the growing its roots in Eastern Europe. Oh. The slap fighting competition. Oh my God. I cannot believe that Dana White has going to serve this to America. And if it flies, it's going to justify my belief. This in isn't going to fly. Come on. People aren't as stupid as you think they are. They got to be stupider. <laughs> Come on. Did you see it? I first seen it where Dan Lebetard used to bring it on his show as a joke. And they had that one Polish guy that, that was like had a winning streak of about 10 in a row. Yeah. Where he rocked guys with one bunch. And you see the picture. It was even in the newspaper. They showed the picture where the guy's hitting the guy's face, and his face looks like a pumpkin. Yeah, it's like already. crumpled up. Oh, it's just going on there. And now they're going to sell this to the public. Where are we going with sports, Mr. Milani? Oh, man. If this sticks, I don't want to know where we go with sports. I'm just going to stick to my love to the Montreal Canadiens, and may we say that we didn't bring it up, but we will do that on the next episode because we will know more than that about the franchise tag and where the NFL going will be. Yeah, we didn't get to, to that draft. this week. But we will do that because it's a lot to say. We will bring that up. We will be going there. We came out on a Sunday this week because we were discombobulated. Not really. We just want a sh- big shout out to Andrew Milani and all the work that he did at Humber. Broadcasting the games. I appreciate. I know they appreciate yeah. your skills, don't they? Yeah, they're, it looks like they're going to bring me back next year. So big thank you. Big shout out to my boss, Brian Lepp there. Uh, you've been fantastic. Shout out to Matt Hamill, Zach Benoit. They've been my broadcasting partners. Genesis Caliste, our sideline reporter, all did a great job this week. Big shout outs to them. And just Humber in general, always 
knock it out of the park with the game day office. Dwayne Bowles doing the job there. Ray Chateau, athletic director. Hey, we Wayne did. Wilkins, coach of the men's team. Another great season. The house that happens will always be one to point out the greatness of the local sporting scene. And Mr. Mulaney, I'm glad that you were able to do that. Is there anything else we want to bring up? We will come back with the franchise tag and a few other things. Just try to keep that show tight. You know what I'm saying, bro? 100%. In any event, my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Mulaney. And I'm glad you guys got to watch. We're out of here.